Hello listeners. I hope everything is great around you and inside you. Last time we left from page number 3030 of the subtle art of not giving a fuck written by Mark Manson and uh, we left from last paragraph. So yeah, continuing from where we left last. Page number 30 last paragraph happiness comes from solving problems problems are a constant in life when you solve your health problem by buying a gym membership you create new problems like having to get up early to get to gym on time sweating like a mathead for 30 minutes on an elliptical and then getting showered and changed for work so you don't stink up the whole office when you solve your problem of not spending enough time with your partner by designating Wednesday night date night <laughs> you generate new problems such as figuring out what to do every Wednesday that you both won't hate making sure you have enough money for nice dinners rediscovering the chemistry and spark you two feel you have lost and unraveling the logistics of fucking in a small bathtub filled with too many bubbles problems never stop they merrily get exchanged and um or upgraded happiness comes from solving problems the key word here is solving if you are avoiding your problems or feel like you don't have any problems then you are going to make yourself miserable if you feel like you have problems that you can't solve you will likewise make yourself miserable the secret sauce in the solving of problems not in not having problems in the first place to be happy we need something to solve happiness is therefore a form of action it's an activity not something that is passively bestowed upon you not something that you magically discover in a top 10 article of the huffington post or from any specific guru or teacher it doesn't magically appear when you finally make enough money to add on that extra room to the house you don't find it waiting for you in the place an idea a job or even a book for that matter happiness is a constant work in progress because solving problems is a constant work in progress the solutions to today's problems will lay the foundation of tomorrow's problems and so on true happiness occurs only when you find the problems you enjoy having and enjoy solving sometimes those problems are simple eating good food traveling to some new place winning at the new video game you just bought other times those problems are abstract and complicated fixing your relationship with your mother finding a career you can feel good about developing better friendships whatever your problems are the concept is the same solve problems be happy 
unfortunately for many people life doesn't feel that simple that's because they fuck things up in at least one of two ways first denial some people deny that their problems exist in the first place and because they deny reality they must constantly dilute or distract themselves from reality this makes them feel good in the short term but it leads to a life of insecurity neurotism and emotional repression second victim mentality some choose to believe that there is nothing they can do to solve their problems even when they in fact could victims seek to blame others for their problems or blame outside circumstances this may make them feel better in the short term but it leads to a life of anger helplessness and despair people deny and blame others for their problems for the simple reason that it's easy and feels good while solving problems is hard and often feels bad forms of blame and denial gives us a quick high they are a way to temporarily escape our problems and that escape can provide us a quick rush that makes us feel better highs come in many forms whether it's a substance like alcohol the moral righteousness that comes from blaming others or the thrill of some new risky adventures highs are shallow and unproductive ways to go about one's life much of the self-help world is predicated on peddling highs to people rather than solving legitimate problems many self-help gurus teach you new forms of denial and pump you up with exercises that feel good in the short term while ignoring the underlying issue remember nobody who is actually happy has to stand in front of a mirror and tell himself that he's happy high is also generate addiction the more you rely on them to feel better about your underlying problems the more you will seek them out in this sense almost anything can become addictive depending on the motivation behind using it we all have our chosen methods to numb the pain of our problems and in moderate doses there is nothing wrong with us but the longer we avoid the longer we numb the more painful it will be when we finally do confront our issues emotions are overrated emotions evolved for one specific purpose to help us live and reproduce a little bit better that's it they are feedback mechanisms telling us that something is either likely right or likely wrong for us nothing more nothing less much as the pain of touching a hot stove teaches you not to touch it again the sadness of being alone teaches you not to do the things that made you feel so alone again emotions are simply biological signals designed to nudge you in the direction of beneficial change and look i don't mean to make light of your midlife crisis or the fact that your drunk dad stole your bike when you were 8 years old and you still haven't gotten over it 
but when it comes down to it if you feel creepy it's because your brain is telling you that there's a problem that's unaddressed or unresolved in other words negative emotions are called to action when you feel them it's because you are supposed to do something positive emotions on the other hand are rewards for taking the proper action when you feel them life seems simple and there is nothing else to do but enjoy it then like everything else the positive emotions go away because more problems inevitably emerge emotions are part of the equation of our lives but not the entire equation just because something feels good doesn't mean it is good just because something feels bad doesn't mean it is bad emotions are merely signposts suggestions that our neurobiology gives us not commandments therefore we shouldn't always trust our own emotions in fact i believe we should make a habit of questioning them many people are taught to repress their emotions for various personal social or cultural reasons particularly negative emotions sadly to deny one's negative emotions is to deny many of the feedback mechanisms that help a person solve problems as a result many of this repressed individuals struggle to deal with problems throughout their lives and if they can't solve problems then they can't be happy remember pain serves a purpose but then there are those people who are identify with their emotions everything is justified for no other reason than they felt it oh i broke your windshield but i was really mad i couldn't help it or i dropped out of school and moved to alaska just because it felt right decision making based on an emotional intuition without the aid of reason to keep it in line pretty much always sucks you know who bases their entire lives on their emotions 3 year old kids and um dogs you know what us 3 year olds and dogs do shit on the carpet an obsession and overinvestment in emotion fails us for the simple reason that emotions never last whatever makes us happy today will no longer make us happy tomorrow because our biology always needs something more a fixation on happiness inevitably amounts to a never ending pursuit of something else a new house a new relationship another child another peeries and despite all of our sweet and strain we end up feeling eerily similar to how we started inadequate psychologists sometimes refer to this concept as the hedonic treadmill the idea that we are always working hard to change our life situation but you actually never feel very different this is why our problems are recursive and unavoidable the person you marry is the person you fight with the house you buy is the house you repair
the dream job you take is the job you stress over everything comes with an inherited sacrifice whatever makes us feel good will also inevitably makes us feel bad what we gain is also what we lose what creates our positive experiences will define our negative experiences this is a different pill to swallow we like the idea that there's some form of ultimate happiness that can be attained we like the idea that we can elevate all of our suffering permanently we like the idea that we can feel fulfilled and satisfied with our lives forever but we cannot choose your struggle if i ask you what do you want out of your life and you say something like i want to be happy and have a great family and a job i like your response is so common and expected that it doesn't really mean anything everybody enjoys what feels good everyone wants to live a carefree happy and easy life to fall in love and have amazing sex and relationships to look perfect and make money and be popular and well respected and admired and a total baller to the point that people part like the red sea when they walk into the room everybody wants that it's easy to want that a more interesting question a question that most people never consider is what pain do you want in your life what are you willing to struggle for because that seems to be a greater determinant of uh, how our lives turn out for example most people want to get a corner office and make a boatload of money but not many people want to suffer through 60 hours work weeks long commutes obnoxious paperwork and arbitrary corporate hierarchies to escape the confines of an infinite cubicle hell most people want to have great sex and an awesome relationship but not everyone is willing to go through the tough conversations the awkward silences the hurt feelings and the emotional psychodrama to get there and so they settle they settle and wonder what if for years and years until the question morphs from what if into what else and when the lawyers go home and the alimony check is in the mail they say what for if not for the lowered standards and expectations 20 years prior <laughs> then what for because happiness requires struggle it grows from problems joy doesn't just sprout out of the ground like daisies and rainbows real serious lifelong fulfillment and meaning have to be earned through the choosing and managing of our struggles whether you suffer from anxiety or loneliness or obsessive compulsive disorder or a dickhead boss who ruins half of your waking hours every day the solution lies in the acceptance and active engagement of the negative experience not the avoidance of it not the salvation from it people want an amazing physique 
but you don't end up with one unless you legitimately appreciate the pain and physical stress that come with living inside a gym for hour upon hour unless you love calculating the calibrating the food you eat planning your life out in a tiny plate sized portions people want to start their own business but you don't end up a successful entrepreneur unless you find a way to appreciate the risk the uncertainty the repeated failures the insane hours devoted to something that may earn absolutely nothing people want a partner a spouse but you don't end up attracting someone amazing without appreciating the emotional turbulence that comes with weather and rejections building the sexual tension that never get released and staring blankly at a phone that never rings it's part of the game of love you can't win if you don't play what determines your success isn't what do you want to enjoy the relevant question is what pain do you want to sustain the path to happiness is a path full of shit heaps and shame you have to choose something you can't have a pain free life it can't all be roses and unicorns all the time pleasure is the easy question and pretty much all of us have a similar answer the more interesting question is the pain what is the pain that you want to sustain that's the hard question that matters the question that will actually get you somewhere it's a question that can change a perspective a life it's what makes me me and you you it's what defines us and separates us and ultimately brings us together For most of my adolescence and young adulthood I fantasized about being a musician a rock star in particular any badass guitar song I heard I would always close my eyes and envision myself up on the stage playing it to the screams of the crowd people absolutely losing their minds to my sweet finger nodding glory this fantasy could keep me occupied for hours to end For me it was never a question of if I would end up playing in front of screaming crowds but when I had it all planned out I was simply biding my time before I could invest the proper amount of energy and effort into getting out there and making my mark First I needed to finish school then I needed to make some extra money to buy gear then i needed to find some enough free time to practice then i had to network and plan my first project then <laughs> and then nothing despite my fantasizing about this for over half my lifetime the reality never came to fruition and it took me a long time and a lot of struggle to finally figure out why i didn't actually want it I was in love with the result. The image of me on stage, people cheering, me rocking out, pouring my heart into what I was playing, but I wasn't in love with the process. And because of that, I failed at it repeatedly. <laughs> Hell, I didn't even try hard enough to fail at it. 
I hardly tried at all. The daily drudgery of practicing, the logistics of finding a group and rehearsing, the pain of finding gigs and actually getting people to show up and give a shit, the broken strings, the blown tube AMP, hauling 40 pounds of gear to and from rehearsals with no car. It's a mountain of dream and a mile high climbed to the top. And what it took me long time to discover is that I didn't like to climb much. I just like to imagine the summit. The common cultural narratives would tell me that I somehow failed myself, that I am a quitter or a loser, that I just didn't have it, that I gave up my dream and uh, that maybe I let myself succumb to the pressures of society. (laughs) But the truth is far less interesting than any of these explanations. The truth is, I thought I wanted something, but it turns out I didn't. End of the story. I wanted the reward and not the struggle. I wanted the result and not the process. I was in love with not the fight, but only the victory. And life doesn't work that way. Who you are is defined by what you are willing to struggle for. People who enjoy the struggles for a gym are the ones who run triathons and have sizzled abs and um, can bench press a small house. People who enjoy long work weeks and the politics of the corporate ladder are the ones who fly to the top of it. People who enjoy the stresses and uncertainties of the starving artist lifestyle are ultimately the ones who live it and make it. This is not about willpower or grit. This is not another admonishment of no pain, no gain. <laughs> this is the most simple and basic component of life. Our struggles determine our success. Our problems birth our happiness, along with slightly better, slightly upgraded problems. See. It's a never-ending upward spiral and if you think at any point you are allowed to stop climbing, I'm afraid you are missing the point because the joy is in the climb itself. Yeah, so we have ended the chapter number 2 that was uh, happiness is a problem and we have ended this uh, episode on page number 440. And we will continue other chapters. That's chapter number 3. You are not special in the next episode. Thank you.